Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Online Coaching Podcast, the place where we talk about everything online coaching, including marketing, business models, tools, and mindset. Hey, thank you very much for joining me today. We're going to talk about SEO for coaches. Today's episode is a continuation of the series, the SEO for Coaches series, which I'm running on the online coaching podcast. Last week, we talked about writing for search engines. And this week, we're going to talk about how to optimize your website. Now, of course, not all websites are created equal, but of course, optimizing for search engines is possible for practically every platform out there. There are some platforms that are not so great. Maybe they may not have all the features, so you're going to need programming and extra plugins or extra features to do it. But generally, if you have a website that is built in WordPress or a website that is built, you know, in the most common platforms where you have actually access to all the features from your dashboard or specifically has some kind of SEO features, then you can do this. We're not going to go into super technical SEO. We're going to go through just a few tips uh, that I have tried over the years and I know work for specifically coach websites. Now you might think, what makes a coach website different? Well, what makes a coach website actually a little different to other types of website is you're probably not selling a lot of products. Um, And if you are, I highly recommend you don't. Um, But that's a topic for another episode. Um, But definitely, you know, it's not like e-commerce. You're not selling a lot of things. Um, You are actually selling just a few packages. What you're explaining tends to be a little bit abstract. So, you know, search engines can have a bit more difficulty understanding you. Um, You also will not have million pages because it's not that kind of site you don't have a lot of different topics to go into you just have a handful so coach websites tend to be very similar to you know typical sort of service-based small businesses like we're talking about therapists consultants this kind of thing so when i say coach websites i'm specifically referring to the kind of site that probably has five or six, maybe seven menu items at the top and then a blog or a podcast and then, you know, like uh, that serve as a content hub. So what do you need to do in order to make sure that it is well optimized? The first thing you want to worry about is your organization. Now, I know not everybody is naturally organized, but when it comes to websites, you really cannot skimp on this. So a little bit of thought and a little bit of support, especially when it comes to organizing your categories and your blog pages is going to be super important. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you pick just a few categories, usually about three or four. And you collect all your content within these three or four categories. Again, these categories need to be keyword based. So it's important that you pick the right keywords. They don't have to be super easy to rank for keywords because these are your categories. They're going to get a lot of strength in the long run. But you want to make sure that they kind of explain 
to people and to search engines what you're really about. So this is probably the trickiest part. You want someone to come in, take one look at your categories and know exactly what you're about. Because part of optimization is actually using your whole website and the way you organize it to actually tell search engines who they should be giving your content to, who they should be showing your content to in search results. So this is very important. It's probably the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your search engine optimization. So get this right. If you can't do it yourself, get the help of a consultant. You can even get in touch with me if you want. But it's very important that you get this right from the onset. The second thing you want to make sure you do is optimize also your sales pages. Now, your sales pages would not naturally be categorized as pages where you have your packages maybe you run a program once or twice a year selling a course so any page that is designed to sell is of course going to be harder to optimize when it comes to copy because especially if you've hired a nice uh, a good high quality copywriter for your sales page or maybe you've trained yourself and you've written some nice sales copy you don't really want to kind of compromise that for for keywords. You don't want to just add keywords and kind of ruin the whole flow of things because of course that is a page that is written for people, not for search engines. But there are ways in which you can optimize this and it's very important that you have at least your keyword um, in your URL, so in your web address, and you have sort of the keyword peppered through it a little bit. You just want to sort of optimize lightly without really butchering, uh, if that <laughs> is a word. Um, that I could use. Um, copywriters would often use this word uh, for SEO people. You know, there are, uh, especially when the SEO person does not really know copywriting, they tend to be a bit disrespectful of the copy. So, you know, SEO writers can sometimes really butcher a piece of coffee, especially if it's highly fine-tuned sales copy. So don't go overboard, obviously. Put the sales pitch first because you want to make sure that the people who do land there are going to buy and that is more important conversion rates comes first and what is going to happen with your sales pages is that your blog is going to make these pages more relevant to the actual keyword that you're using so even if it's not super well optimized just because the site is optimized for that particular keyword your sales pages will start ranking eventually again most people are not going to go directly from Google to your sales page because they are looking for something different. So what's going to happen is they're going to go to your blog post and then they're going to navigate to the work with me section or the services section just to check out what you're selling. So most of the time, this is going to be step two. They're not actually going to enter the website through your specific sales page. So keep that in mind. Um, but it does really help to optimize them a little bit. The next thing you want to do is make sure you have category landing pages. A lot of people skimp on this because it does not come as a natural part of most templates when it comes to websites. Uh, not even WordPress, uh, which is the most commonly used one for people who really want to take SEO seriously. So what can you do? First of all, let's explain where these pages are found. So let's say you have a blog. It's got category A, category B, category C. We are referring to the page that you see when you actually click on the category name. So let's say you click on category A 
and inside it normally let's say if you're using um, any theme actually normally if you click on that category you're going to see a page that has all the blog posts that are in that particular category now what you want is you want to have space for text here you want to have some nice menus you want to sort of make it a nice buzzing page where it really explains its validity on your website, why it's there, the kind of content you're sharing, you know. You, you want to imagine that people are coming kind of into, into a place where you've themed it with this particular category. So, of course, it is going to serve mostly search engines because most people are going to come to your website through a search result directly to your blog post and directly to your book a cool link. So they're going to book the discovery call directly. They're not probably going to go even see these category pages. But full search engines, these are very, very important because you need to have all these elements that tell a search engine what this category is really about. And with coaches, this is so important. There are websites out there that rank without it, but I really feel that for coaches, this is super important because coaches can have, you know, vague topics. And also, they can also have very similar topics to each other, but then have very different ways of achieving that. So, you know, if you're a life coach and you help people, for instance, who are in an unhappy marriage to, to get out, you know, you're promising happiness, you're promising a better life. But you're still kind of making the same promises as somebody who is maybe um, helping people who are stuck in an unhappy career. Whatever the kind of person you're targeting, you're kind of going to have the same keyword as a category. It's still going to be around happiness. So what can you do? So this is why the category page is really important. The category page allows you to use all the different keywords when you have space for text over there. So it's going to allow you to really tell search engines how you're tackling this topic and who it's really for. One way I love to also um, make it more clear what my category is about is, you know, I would get a couple of articles that actually mention my target audience in the title and also link them in that copy. So you don't need to have a lot of copy and you don't need to have a lot of words in your category page, but you do need to have, I don't know, a 300, 400, 500 word description. Some SEO people would actually tell you to have a lot more. I don't feel that you need that because all the summaries of your blog, they kind of add up to the wording of the actual page. Another thing that really, really helps. Now, this is again, maybe not such a search engine tip, uh, but it really helps conversion. So one thing you want to do as well, you want to have your pinned post. So if your site can do that, my WordPress is, uh, sorry, my website is a WordPress site and it can do this um, automatically. So my category then has a pinned post, which is a post that always appears at the top. And it's important that you pick the right article because let's say, let's take my website as an example. If you go into Google and you type in digital marketing for coaches, you're going to find my website. And what happens is you're going to find a category page that actually ranks for that keyword. That category page has a description there and a few links, but then it also has a pinned post. This pinned post is there to help your conversions. So you want to pick 
an article that would really appeal to someone who searched the keywords that is taking people to this page. Now, of course, you cannot do this in, uh, in the beginning. So you can only do it in retrospect. Once you know which keywords are actually guiding people to that particular page, and it's probably going to be exactly the same keyword as the category itself. Then you can just pick which post is going to sort of answer the query to help people stay on the page, because that is very important. If people don't stay on the page, you will not stay in the top position in Google, even if you have managed to get there. So very important point. So the next thing you want to do is add blog entry points all over your website. And by blog entry points, I mean, you know, like these uh, blog summaries in the homepage, you know, you have these like the three latest blogs, you can have links in your footer, in your sidebar or any other place that your website allows you to add all these different links. The reason why we do this is because we want to make sure that no matter which pages on our website get indexed, gets get crawled. You know, Google can actually find new content and new links to the new blogs on your website. So very, very favorable if you use links that simply take you to the latest blog posts, because they're always going to find a different blog, which makes it uh, really search engine friendly and really helps you climb the ranks more quickly. And the last thing you want to definitely not forget, again, this is something you don't hear a lot about in search engine optimization, but it really makes a big difference. If you've ever had problems ranking a website that has a lot of pages about similar topics or, you know, different angles, if you've ever had difficulty ranking something, you learn this, you learn this the hard way. So the last thing you need to do and very important is to strategically hide certain pages from being indexed. You are going to have some pages on your website that are perhaps too generic or maybe too personal. You know, some people like storytelling and you can have blog posts that have personal stories that are maybe not so great to optimize for search engines. And they might actually confuse search engines as to what your website is about. So if you have a number of pages that are about a topic that maybe your audience loves, but it's just not relevant from a sort of robotic logical point of view for bots, just leave them on your page, share them on social media, allow your clients to find them there because they love them and they can relate, but do not include them in your search engine strategy. Make sure that you use uh, either a plugin or a tool for your particular platform to hide these from search engines. It's easily done. It's not something very complicated. You know, just Google your own platform. Um, let's say go to WordPress, how to hide pages from Google, and you will find the answer how to do that. Okay, so we've reached the end of the episode. That's all I had for you today. If you're interested in getting more leads and traffic from your website, I'm going to add a PDF guide, which takes you through the 10 steps to help you get more leads from your website and blog. It's going to be in the show notes. So go to stephaniefitani.com slash 38 and you will be able to find the freebie there. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. 
Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode. Bye.